welcome to Getting to Know ACS with Tracy and Jasmine. So today we have Manny, Laura, Laura. Laura's good. Laura, okay. Manny, Laura. No, you in there. <laughs> Not Laura. <laughs> Laura, Laura, Laura. No. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Anyway, I digress. Never mind. Um, we have Manny, Laura with us today, and he's from Mobilization and Deployment. Again. <laughs> so, Manny, today we're going to talk about what Mobilization and Deployment does for family members, because we've had... Three people. You're the third person to come on here and talk about mobilization and deployment. And guess what? We don't understand. <laughs> no, we still don't know what mobilization and deployment does. So if you can kind of let us know what what is it that mobilization and deployment does for families? So hopefully third time's the charm. Yes. <laughs> so if you look at it, uh, Mobilization deployment, deployment cycle support. Okay. So you look at the soldier in, but when you're looking at the family, it's all pertinent to the same thing. Before deployment, what do you want to do? Make sure they're educated on what services are there. Get ready. For those of us who were in the military, that first deployment, we didn't know what we were getting into, especially if you are a young married couple or even if you're single. You're trying to figure it out. What am I going to tell my family? What does my family need to know? Some of the things we make sure we educate them on is... Don't forget about your wills. That's something that you need to do, especially if you're a young soldier. Right. Me personally, my experience, I thought wills were for old people. They were like, hey, make sure you get your will done. What do you mean? But it was more of that realization of you're about to go somewhere. There's no guarantees. Right. Mm -hmm. So to prepare your family for that also is to say, let's talk about our mortality in that way, just so that we're prepared and Everything is dotted and crossed and everything is good to go. Right. I wouldn't have thought about that either. And it was that education piece. So the other portion also is we make sure that they understand about that power of attorney. Yeah. And not the general one because we've seen too many horror stories mm -hmm. on the general power of attorneys. Okay. Soldiers come back, somebody comes back, and there's not even ice cube trays left in the house. <laughs> it's like they took the ice cube trays. But really it just has to do with... Some of the things that we lose focus on, if the service member's gone and they don't have that general power of attorney, and let's say your dependents lose their ID card, they can't get a new ID card oh. without that general power of attorney. Certain things, certain aspects that way. So everything is covered. And it's really just making sure you take them, preferably 90 days before you want to start educating them, putting all that into their mindset. We understand the separation, everything else, but that's one of the big things. So now you have the during the deployment. Okay. What do we offer families? Information. So one of the big pieces that, so we educate, uh -huh. we facilitate, but we do not dictate when it comes to the SFRGs. Did you get that? <laughs> he had a little, what is it? You don't facilitate. You, no, facil we facilitate, you facilitate. We educate. Educate, but, but you don't do not dictate. dictate. Okay, okay. So we give all these suggestions, but we have the classes for the soldier family group so that they understand if you're going to be a key volunteer leader these are the roles and responsibilities if you're going to be a key contact if you're going to be a fun custodian okay and we also do the training for the cfrrs and i know you guys have talked about the cfrs in the past okay so can you tell us what a cf RR is so that's your command family readiness representative okay. okay that's your green suitor oh okay so what we try to make sure and we want to get better at doing that is making sure that 
each unit knows who their SFRG is and link that SFRG with that CFR. And the SFRG is the... the Soldier Family Readiness Group. Okay, because you know, those acronyms be killing us. Yeah. <laughs> well, as these acronyms come, we also have, as you know, ACS has so much information. Yeah. We will send you and tell you, here's a class you can go to. Right. Through AFTB that can teach you about all these acronyms. Mm -hmm. Army mm -hmm. Family Team Building. So, yes, quick question, because uh, we ran into this and working as a FAP admin, people would call us and we'd say, hey, like, did you connect with your SF or your FRG leader? Because they would have that information and they're just like, how do I find out who that is? And I'm just like, um, I think you call MobDep. <laughs> so, can people, like, yeah. if, if someone is in a unit, you know, and they don't know who their SFRG is, can they contact yes. MobDep and find out who that leader is, or even if they have an SFRG? Yes, absolutely. Yes, okay. So, to answer your question, what we have is we also have the USC program, the Unit Service Coordinator. Okay. And MobDep handles most of those. We do have a few other areas within ACS that help us out with that, but we've broken down all the units. So you're responsible for this one and you try to get all the information from that unit. Who's your CFR that you have on here? So if they do call us, we can say, here's what we have on our list, call this number, or we can reach out also because what we try to do 100% of the time as much as possible in MobDip is do that warm handover. Okay. We don't just say, here's the number, right. go call right. them. Oh, okay. We try to make the phone call, keep them on the line and say, let's connect you two. I have them on the line. Can you get with them? So once they're connected, then we're like, okay, then you if you need us again, we're here. Okay. That's good. Because okay. especially when you're freaking out, you don't get off the phone with them to panic. And if they don't answer, right. okay. Right. And then if you copy the number down wrong or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. so that's good. Absolutely. So now you're talking about like the deployment cycle and you were saying, you know, when they're getting ready to leave and talked about the general power of attorney. So what are the... Are you saying they should get a general power of attorney or should they get a specialized power of attorney? It's going to be dependent on their situation. And okay. what we do for these pre-deployment briefings mm -hmm. is we bring the subject matter experts in. Okay. So we just had a big pre-deployment fair earlier this week. Mm -hmm. We had legal there. Okay. So there was a big line for legal. All the soldiers were going and they were asking the questions and right. making sure. And that's really what we want. Start asking those questions get that thought process in their mind so they start to ask these questions okay well what am i going to do with this are you going to just be able to leave your car parked there all, all these little nuances that a lot of people who have never deployed or not within the military community they've never had to do anything like that right mm -hmm. and then they may have deployed but may not have deployed with a family before Correct. you know having a family like right. they were single when they deployed and then they get married and then they deploy again so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, when you're looking at, um, again, the deployment cycle, when they're leaving, so you talked a little bit about when they're leaving, what do you do to help prepare the families for when their soldiers are coming back? Because I imagine there should be some kind of prep. Absolutely. So some of the big things, and I'm hoping to be able to do this soon now mm -hmm. that COVID is getting a little bit better. Right. So one of the big things that I've been told about since I started working is how great it is to go do the flight support. Oh yeah. When the soldiers come back and you get to tell the families, this is the timeline, this is when they should be here, get everybody set up. So there's that piece of making sure that the rumor mill is taken care of, making sure that they get the proper information. And again, 
we live in a time of social media. (laughs) Everybody wants to be the first one to put the information out there. And we just try to make sure that we have all the correct information because there's nothing worse than when you tell somebody or they find out they should be here this day and they're not. And it's, it builds on that anxiety of just trying to get ready. But the other things for preparation too, is they will have a reintegration training once they return. Okay. And a lot of that has to do with resiliency training, which we don't do personally at MobDev. That's something that we have, we kind of farm that out. We bring, but we bring all those service matter experts again to the soldiers and their families. Okay. Making sure that they're ready for the roller coaster ride that's going to happen when you come back. So some of the things that I've explained before. So when you're the... When you're the service member and you deploy, your life kind of gets put on pause. Right. Mm-hmm. Your family cannot do that. They have to keep going. The kids get older. Things change. So when the service member comes back, they want to go back to where they left pause at and begin again. And it's very hard. You have to figure out where do I fit in this new normal. Right. And ask those right questions. I remember getting in trouble a lot of the times. I would go back to what I used to do, and it's like we don't do that right now, like that. And right. So you, you know, that was it's just thing. learning. That, yeah, I was just learning of what do you need me to do, right. so that you get into that. And we try to explain all that, and we have different classes that are available, and it all gets put together within that reintegration training. Okay. Yeah. So when the reintegration training, so you know, you just talked about you know the soldier coming back and trying to figure out where they fit in. Do y'all offer training? for the spouses Absolutely. so that they can figure out where the where they, yeah. you know, Absolutely. how do they reintegrate the soldier back into the family? Absolutely, and a lot of it gets put out there the same way. We wanna make sure that the families come to the reintegration training as well, mm-hmm. and then we offer all those other services from there. They can go use all a lot of our facilities within ACS, go get some of those other classes that are available right through FAP, through any of all those other entities to make sure that all of that is getting taken care of. Right. And we just try to remind them it's not going to be the way it was. Right. Everybody has to kind of put their part in and say, how, what's the new normal going to be? And I think that's a really important thing that units need to be aware of, that that is available. So say, for instance, you have a unit that's coming back and can they, can they're like SFRG, can they reach out to you guys and say, hey, can you guys do a reintegration class for our family members before they get back? Can they reach out and request that from you guys? Absolutely. And we either do a class, we will go see the unit, whatever we can do to make it happen. Mm -hmm. We will figure out a way. And that's why the the unit service coordinator program, along with the SFRGs and the CFRs, is very important because we talk about the deployment cycle support. We reach out to them, make sure that we're scheduling this with enough time. They know when your, their unit's coming back from deployment. Right. They can reach out to the uh, SFRGs and say, let's get all the families together. Let's make sure we're on the right timeline for everybody. We'll do this portion. When the soldiers get here, we'll do it again. And that's where the deployment cycle support comes in. So now you're before, during, and after. Okay. And then everything kind of resets all over again and who's going out the door next. Okay. So it's just a a continued, like a revolving door type situation. And just to clarify, the pre-deployment, um, like table thing, I I don't know what it's called, that little thing we did uh, where everybody saw like legal, I think Red Cross was there, some other people. The family members can go to that. Absolutely. Okay, and then they can go to the one, the reintegration. Absolutely, and we highly encourage it. 
and we push it out to the units and we will adjust the times as well because we understand sometimes it's easier if we do it at 1700 right right when you're they're not trying to pick up kids from school or they're already done with their job and they can come and get the information okay and we also we've accommodated so we'll we'll go to one of the sfrg meetings and make sure that we put this information out as well got it okay and we take all the info when it comes to MobDip, we have to be aware of all the other programs that acs mm -hmm. has so that we can push that information right, right and say well if you're having some financial issues we do have a service for you we're not the subject matter experts but here's all the information and who you can contact okay uh, okay so that makes a lot of sense that you guys would be, it's kind of like you have to be generalist as far as ACS goes. It's, you have to know more about all the other programs than just your program. You have to know where to refer Absolutely. people to as well. Okay, so when families, how can families find out when you guys are having, you know, the deployment uh, fairs or when you're having these classes how can they find that information out so they can always call us if they're having if they have questions but the best way and the way it we're hoping that it should work is we push the information out the units scheduling this with us so their sfrg and their cfr should be pushing that information to all of their families okay okay and pushing it to all the spouses and saying this is going to happen this day but if they have questions they can always call us and We'll tell them, well, we have one scheduled here. This is what's going on. If you don't know, we'll connect you to your SFRG or your CFRR, and we will go from there and make sure that they have the information they need. Okay. Now, what happens in a situation, say, for instance, you have a family member, and their soldier is deployed, and they're like kind of like on a onesie-twosies. They're, they're not with the big uh party of people that are coming back and they want to have um some type of reintegration training can you guys do that like on a one-on-one -on -one basis or how does that work yes absolutely said we will educate we will facilitate but we don't dictate we'll tell them here are your options please pick one <laughs> yeah, okay. this is the availability we have and we we've put it out there so we have the classes that are scheduled, but we're also, as long as we're available and right. we're able to do it, we will do a one-on-one. -on -one. We'll do a desk side. We'll okay. set something up just for you. We have the ability to do it now, so we'll go to your unit. Mm -hmm. We'll do whatever you need us to do. Can they do that after the fact? Like, um, say, for instance, the soldier came back and they're finding that it's hard to... Uh, reintegrate yeah <laughs> you know so can they like oh can i go over here and find out what the reintegration training was about and get that information so you know even though it's after the fact absolutely and you know for on the acs standpoint that's what we're going to do we're going to bring them in and say what can we help you with well that's not my subject matter of expertise but i'm going to put you with the right person okay so if they for example say they do come back and they're having trouble reintegrating and they're having a lot of issues financially oh yeah because now they've been running all the money you've been over here that's a big i pay one. the bills no i do this so we just will send them to the right yeah personnel right people and say can you please help them out they're right. having some issues and not to mention all the stuff that they feel they got lost on so they're like oh i want the new this i want a new car i want this and it's like right. oh 
we are not millionaires. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's like, because that deployment money is going to stop. And it goes really quick. And it goes really don't, quick. You don't do what yeah. you're supposed to do with it. And I know we're talking about um, post-deployment, but then just like what pre-deployment, do you guys have um, classes to prepare the families on, you know, besides getting the wheels and that type of thing, but to prepare the families for what to expect, you know, because Murphy's Law, you know, what's going to go wrong is going to go wrong. Absolutely. However that yeah, yeah absolutely. As soon as we deploy, that's when the refrigerator stops working, the car breaks down, yes, the kids get sick. And absolutely, we, we have a lot of reference material for them that they can take and it's, we have it available, but... When we do the pre-deployment briefings, those are mandated. The fair, those are nice to have. We try to encourage because you get that max participation. But the units, we try to make sure if you're going to deploy, get with us so that we can schedule it 90 days out. We can talk to the soldiers, the family members, and say, here's how everything is going to go. These are the, some of the things that you need to start taking a look at. There are certain briefings they have to have that are mandated. Mm -hmm. And the other ones, we talk to the unit. What else would you like to have there? We will reach out okay. and see if they're available. For the fair, we were able to get Military One Source to come out. Oh, I didn't know she was like, I didn't know they actually had a, a representative. Yeah. I thought you just called. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you guys put that together. Yeah. So. Right. So we reach out, and that's the biggest thing why we ask. Give us at least two weeks more if possible mm -hmm. because a lot of these agencies were reaching outside of acs for okay. and you want their information such as the red cross you right. want them there you want legal there you want to make sure that you are reaching out to people such as military one source we had the mflex there okay mm -hmm. so the the good thing about mobilization point i think we kind of cleared it up Today, third time's a charm. Yes, yes. <laughs> get that new program manager in here. <laughs> but um, I think what we cleared up is that mobilization and deployment isn't just about the soldiers. That you guys are there for the families as well. Mm -hmm. You have classes to help the family, like you said, if they're going to be involved in their um, soldier family readiness group, the SFRG that there's classes to help them to go into those roles that they need to be Absolutely. in, um, classes to help them with pre-deployment and post-deployment. So even if, if a spouse knows that their soldier is getting ready to deploy, they should start asking that soldier about, okay, when is your briefings? Because they're welcome to go to those briefings. Absolutely. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So I think that's one of the things that, you know, cleared up yes. I, I think i have a little better understanding of mob dep i don't yeah. know if i'll ever really understand <laughs> and, all of it <laughs> yeah like i said we don't dictate but as we are trying to schedule it we always tell them you know you want to try to find what we call the sweet spot if right. you want to get your soldiers and your family members let's set it up from uh 1600 to 1800 right then you capture everybody and yeah but again it's up to them. We offer it. We're there. If we can support it, we absolutely will. And I think that's an important thing that you just said about the hours. MOBDEP is probably one of the programs at ACS that mo that works outside of that 0730 seven to uh, 1630 frame. Right. You guys will do stuff in the evening because you're all about getting those families the information. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's easier after hours after school is out or whenever Absolutely. to get them so do yeah. keep that in mind that 
MoDAP does work outside of, you know, they go after 1630. Yeah. So and we're we're in front of the soldiers and the service members a lot, but they see us a lot. So they see us when they're getting ready to process. They see us at the pre-deployment. Okay. We give them that ACS overview. We give them the information of everything that ACS can offer them and their families. They see us at the reintegration trainings. Right. So we're we're always there giving them the information. So we also ask the soldiers, please tell your family members about it. Yes. And family members, if you're listening, ask your soldiers, say, hey, I need to know this information. You're getting ready to leave. Because on Facebook, you know, you have those groups and they will give you, you know, they're giving each other information that isn't always correct about what happens during the deployment. You know, it's like, oh, it's going to be the worst thing ever or, you know, whatever the case is. A lot of times they're basing it on their own personal experience yeah, and they're not taking into consideration that, you know, your spouse may have had a different MOS. The stuff may be different. But I think the main thing is if my experience was bad, then I'm going to blast it out and tell everybody Absolutely. that my experience is bad. But why was it bad? Right. Well, it might have been bad because you didn't have the correct information that you could have got from mobile depth. Or- once they know if they they know when their soldiers going to deploy, start asking them. Start when asking. Is, when is your pre-deployment briefing scheduled for? Right. Mm-hmm. Find out. Get and that information. And start pushing yes. it that way. And so we'll make sure that we schedule your reintegration training yeah. when yeah. you're coming back. Right. And then I just want to touch a little bit before we finish a little bit on care team. So can you tell us a little bit about what? the care team with the basis of care team is what it has, you know, what, what do they offer? So the care team is taught and the reason for the care team is just like it says, it's there to care for the families who want those services. So we try to encourage that every unit should have a few individuals trained. They need to be very selective of who they send to this, because if they do activate the care team, it's going to be one of those situations where, something has gone wrong within that family. Right. So you want to make sure you have the right personalities of individuals who are going to be there, make sure that they can handle the situation because it'll be if a soldier gets injured or if there is a a fatality within one of the service members. Right. They will give the training of what that care team can do for that family. And it could be involved anywhere from picking up family members at the airport, getting a food chain system set up so that they're delivering food to the families. Okay. And the big thing about the care team is they are there as long as the families want them. Okay. If the family says, we don't need your help, they need to just step away and respect that. But if they're there, anything and all of that that they can do, they will just be there. They can set up for their family members who may be coming into town, I got a reservation for you at this hotel. hotel. And they really go into the what they should do and what they don't do. Okay. What they shouldn't be doing. Okay. And one thing that's important because MobDep offers the care team training, yes. but they are not the care team. Correct. So they, you know, if, if that incident happens, if something happened with the family, they're not going to call MobDep and say, hey, this is what's going on. Then MobDep rallies and goes and. No, if the incident happens, then it'll be that commander of that unit who will activate the care team. Right. Because that commander will know who do I have 
that's been trained that's on been it. trained on the care team okay that's good that's good information i didn't so, know that see now you know yeah that's why we're getting to know. <laughs> do you have any questions, Jasmine? Any other questions for Manny? Uh, I don't, but I do want to highlight the, or like clarify the stigma that people have with FRGs and thinking that it's just a group that gossips, but it's actually a group that you need to have their contact information in case you need information. Because they're the one that has the resource. They right. go to a training, right? And right. they have all the resources of like who can help in whatever situation. Correct. So I do want to clarify because we get a lot of calls and there's like, who's our FRG? And I'm just like, you don't know. Like they didn't tell you and their spouse is deployed. And that's the one thing you'll tell them first. If they ask you who their FRG is, you give them that education piece. And yeah. well, now it's the SFRG. <laughs> yes, yes. So now it's soldier family readiness. Yes. Group. And then okay. we would just always give them your guys' number because I was just like, I don't even, because sometimes I've called the unit and they're just like, mm. we don't know. Like, okay, well, that. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the big things that we are hoping to get from the leadership as well is making sure that when you select your CFRR, which is the green suitor, mm-hmm. right. they need to be connected to their SFRG volunteer yeah. leader. Right. So that the information he gets all he's the liaison for anything that's happening military wise that he can pass on to the SFRGs. They should be connected. And making sure they're working together. They Got should know it. who each other is. So within that unit it's like, okay, we're getting these are the questions we're getting from the family members. They can push that to the leadership. They can squash all the rumors. Right. Here's the correct information. Here's oh, what we okay. have going okay. on. And and like Jasmine said, it's it's not just a group that's going to have coffees. You know, no. it's, no. it's it's they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. They were put in place for a reason, and mainly to get that information down. And even though, that, like you said, that stigma mm-hmm. that okay, it's just a gossip group or whatever. It's not that. And <laughs> there's a we, real purpose. <laughs> I know they do have a, a real purpose yeah. besides, you know, spreading rumors. In fact, they can squash the rumors. Exactly. And so, here's the correct information. Here's the correct information. Good. Okay. okay. So, but, anything else? No. Okay. Do you have anything that you, that maybe we didn't cover that you would like to say before we close it out? No, I th- hopefully uh, now it's kind of been cleared up exactly what. MobDep does, and again, we do a lot of the briefings when it comes to the ACS overviews, but we are a wealth of information, and we, if we don't know, we're not afraid to tell you we don't know, but we will connect you to the right people so that you can get your questions answered and help you out. Awesome. So, Manny, this is your first time visiting us, so we like to ask our guest at the end of our interview, what brings you joy working at ACS? I think the biggest thing working at ACS, it was kind of like when I was in the military. It's one of those jobs where you have to be able to pat yourself on the back at the end of the day because you don't always get that and you don't need that. But what brings me joy is making that difference. When we were at the at the pre-deployment fair, just answering that one question and you either see the light bulb go on and they're like, okay, that's where I can get my information. Okay. And I think it's just being able to, again, educate everybody so that they can spread their own wings and be like and i always tell them now that you know tell somebody else Mm -hmm. yes yeah don't just keep it to yourself 
spread the wealth. Absolutely. Like, oh, let us all get in on it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I like that answer. The good answer. Thank okay. You. So thank you so much no, for joining for us me. today. And like I said, hopefully we have a better or clearer understanding of mobilization and deployment for the third time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, I'm going to close out. So this is Tracy and Jasmine. Bye. Bye. <laughs>